Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hope, Healing, and Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff O'Neill. Today, we're doing something special and taking you on a trip through time with our celebration of our 75th anniversary year at Brooklane. Joining me are a trio of Brooklane staff that collectively have over 140 years of memories. Please welcome to our group, Dr. Emmett Burke, Director of Clinical Services, Sharon Gladfelter, Director of Health Information, and Kurt Miller, Community Relations and Education Manager. Now, before we get started today, I like to usually start with an icebreaker question, but since we have a special group with us today, we've narrowed it down to one specific thing. And Sharon, with the most seniority, we're going to start with you. What's your first memory of Brooklyn? My first memory of Brooklyn is pulling in the driveway that says Brooklyn Farm. But I thought I was coming to work at a farm, I guess. And the history of Brooklyn being opened originally as a CPS work camp uh, really was a working farm at one point in time, and that's where the name came from. Well, I, I accepted the job. I had interviewed for the job, and I knew what it was, but I, it was very... Um, when I actually got here, it, it didn't look like a hospital. That's maybe one of the things that gives Brooklyn its charm as well, is that, you know, it doesn't just look like a clinical aesthetic hospital setting. It really does have a serene environment in the community. So, again, I can certainly understand how that could uh, be a different type of uh, experience for you and one that you'll always remember. So, Dr. Burke, 44 years for you working at Brooklyn at the same organization. That's amazing. What's your first memory of working at Brooklyn? Well, it was actually coming to Washington County and uh, having lunch at the Dixie Diner in Smithsburg, <laughs> which still <laughs> is still a good place to go. Uh, but in terms of coming to Brooklyn, I came and uh, was hired to set up the inpatient unit for children and adolescents. At that point, kids were treated on an inpatient basis in the same area as adults, which everybody recognized was not a good idea. So that was how I was hired and how I first came to Brooklyn to establish the inpatient, a separate inpatient unit for children and teenagers. Wow, as you look back on that memory, you have to consider with pride starting that program that's now evolved into a 38-bed unit for child and adolescent services. Wonderful. And, and there really were no outpatient services as well. So our growth through the years in many different areas has all been since I arrived 44 years ago. Wow, that's fantastic. I didn't even know that. That's, that's great stuff. And our outpatient programs have also evolved, as you mentioned, you know, with not having any outpatient services. Now we got multiple clinics and uh, we can cover the entire age span, uh, the children, the young children, the adolescents. We can do ADOS testing now. So yes. all of those sort of things are here because of you. So well done. I'm happy to have been a part. <laughs> <laughs> well, your leadership was certainly recognized in, in the development and implementation of that program. So now let's shift our attention to you, Kurt. Uh, 40 years of Brooklyn, what an amazing journey that you must have had as well. Can you talk a little bit about any one particular first memory you can draw on that 
that really sticks out for you? In my early days here, um, we had different colored teams on the inpatient unit. And uh, I happened to work on the team that uh, the medical director held. Um, and so consequently, in those days, the techs were part of the patient rounds. And so it was a really great learning experience um, that uh, you just I don't think you're going to get from a classroom kind of setting in terms of the interactions and interviewing people and getting information, that kind of thing. It was very um, beneficial. Wow. Now, Sharon, you've been with Brooklyn for 59 years. What an amazing journey that you must have had and seen lots of changes through the years. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became a part of the Brooklyn family? What drew you in and what led you to Brooklyn? I had just graduated from Maryland Medical Secretarial School in Hagerstown, and I needed a job. And my instructor, one of my instructors, indicated that Brooklyn had a job opening as a secretary to the medical director at the time. So I applied for the job, and um, two weeks after I graduated from Maryland Medical, I was had been interviewed and came to work in Brooklyn. And and. What happened after that? So, I mean, through the progression of events, it's my understanding that you've worn about 15 different hats or more through the years, um, different jobs, different roles. How have things evolved? Well, I had worked for him for about four years until he actually passed away. And then I was graduated up to being a secretary to Dr. Paul Sarduk, who's one of the greatest psychiatrists ever worked with in Brooklyn. And uh, I also did, at that time, I did um, what we consider now as scribing. Did scribing for team, uh, Dr. Saraduke's team, composed of Dr. Saraduke, Bill Huntsberger, Tim Beachy, um, all those guys. That, I mean, very, very nice group of people that I worked with at the time. And I worked that with that until um, I did dictation, transcription, a little bit of everything in medical, with all the medical records. But then we just, we had, um, with our licensure at that time, we had to have a medical record. If I wasn't licensed or registered, so I uh, inquired as to whether I could, Brooklyn would um, send me to school or get my schooling and become a registered health information technician which we did. I did that in 1970, and I've been head of medical records ever since. Among many other things, I Among might many add. Other things. <laughs> Dr. Burke, um, your, your personal experiences, can you tell us a little bit about how you became a part of the Brooklyn family, which you just mentioned was to come to start the uh, child and adolescent unit, but what drew you in and what were the positive things that you saw through the years? Well, as you well know, I've been here 44 years, but there's a, a number of folks who have been here many years. And I think what it really speaks to is the stability of the organization, uh, that we have our act together in many ways, clinically, administratively, uh, financially, through the years. Uh, you are the 
third CEO. So there's been stability there. I think we've had three medical directors through the years. And so I think it starts with that. That there's been stability here from the start and a working relationship through the years between the administration and the medical and clinical staff. And I think that then spreads to an overall collegial atmosphere for folks who work at Brooklyn. So more of a family-oriented type practice and uh, uh, just a general comfort with the people that you work with. Exactly so. And so there are challenges and there's always been challenges. But I think because we have a strong organization from the top all the way through, we've been able to meet those challenges. Kurt, tell us a little bit about your early employment reflections, a little bit about how you joined the Brooklyn family and and what initially drew you into this line of work. It That is an, an interesting story in its own way. Um, I knew one of the nurses who worked here for a long time. And uh, after I finished um, at Hagerstown Community College, she knew I was going to be looking for summer employment. And she said to me, well, you know, why don't you think about coming to work at, you know, Brook Lane, um, you know, and told me a little bit about what people as an aide or a tech did. And uh, in terms of the interactions with the patients and other bits and pieces that you did. Uh, and so I thought I was coming here for summer employment. Um, it's now nigh on to 43 years and it's been a very long summer. <laughs> um, and, you know, coming here, I was, I was really um, young. I was 18 when I started. And, and so it really felt like in many ways, I kind of grew with the organization. I started as a PRN or part-time person uh, working, you know, you're young and hungry. You don't usually say no to, uh, to getting hours. So I worked almost full-time being part-time uh, and that eventually led to a full-time position on evenings, then later a full-time position on day shift. Uh, and in a few years, I actually transitioned to the admissions arena where I was the admissions coordinator and treatment planning recorder for the entire um, organization at that point. Um, and then later on into the public relations arena. So I, I've really kind of bumped along and grown, uh, and it's still great to be part of the, the marketing department. You're a great representative of Brooklyn through the marketing department because there isn't any place in this community that you can go that you're not known. <laughs> You've been involved in the many different outreach activities that Brooklyn has done through the years. Uh, many uh, continuing education programs, additional marketing events, you know, on the 50th anniversary and well beyond. So, um, yeah, it, that sounds like a, a wonderful personal growth experience that has evolved for you through the years. Sharon, in the early part of your career, do you have any memorable experiences or achievements that really stuck out? Uh, we went through our first joint commission, helped Brooklyn get through the first joint commission survey. And I can't even remember what year that was. It was probably in the 70s, mid-70s. Um, that's probably the most memorable. And we've been surveyed every three years since then. 
That certainly explains your comfort level with Joint Commission when just about everybody else panics when they walk through yeah. the door. Um, and qu quite a feat that you were here for the very first survey that happened. Uh, most of us recognize, you know, Joint Commission is an it's, it's a uh, every three year event that occurs that accredits all hospitals and organizations. Um, so to have been present at Brooklane's first and every survey since. Is really an amazing accomplishment. So, well done. Thank you. Dr. Burke, do you have any memorable experiences or achievements from your early years that really stick out in your mind? Well, just getting it started, and as you say, to be able to see that growth through the years has, has been wonderful. But I feel it's been a privilege to work here. I look forward to coming to work every day. I look forward to going home at night. And if I think if you can say those two things, you know, that's, that's pretty good. It sounds like a very promising and uh, productive career that you've had and a life well lived. Thank you. Kurt, can you talk a little bit about any one particular memory that you can draw on that, that really sticks out through your 40 years at Brooklyn? One in particular for me probably I would say was the planning that went into the 50th anniversary and actually holding that reunion anniversary event here at Brooklyn on the campus as well as uh, we did a big dinner at the Ramada and it was like three days of activities that all happened that was part of that and a lot of people that were Brooklyners from the past from the early days and through the 60s and beyond all participated in that. So it was a pretty cool happening. Um, is there any particular moments that stand out in that for you? It's actually started a little bit earlier in 1995. Uh, Lynn Rushing, our previous CEO, and his wife and I went to Goshen, Indiana for a Brooklyn reunion out there that was organized by people who had worked at Brooklyn in the early 50s. Um, and they chose Goshen because it was more central to where a lot of people were because people were all across the country and uh, even a few folks in Canada uh, where they were now. So that kind of implemented it um, for meeting then. And then the question became, well, what are we going to do for Brooklyn's 50th anniversary? Uh, and we wanted to really make it a big splash and uh, people came with campers and parked here during that event. Um, we had a big tent where we served meals out of. Uh, we had a, a large celebration dinner uh, at the Ramada with, I believe it was close to 400 people that attended that. So it was, uh, it was a big to do. <laughs> awesome. Great experience. Thank you for tuning in to this special 75th anniversary series on the Hope, Healing, and Recovery podcast. In part two of our series, the group will explore Brooklyn's evolution and consider our role in shaping the future of mental health services.